Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. This week's episode is Longfellow's Hymn to the Night. I've chosen it to help me recover from watching last night's Monday Night Football. I need to recover not from my team's second-half total collapse, but from the entire jittery, noisy experience, from the apparently over-caffeinated announcers to the fidgety camera work to the jumpy, splashy, needy commercials, though I do like the one with the cat. Hymn to the Night, by contrast, celebrates the night as a time of repose and refreshment, a time of quiet. Human beings need such times, but our society more and more wants us to be constantly agitated, mostly to sell us things, from grisly chicken wings to political candidates. So successful has the campaign of agitation become that in a recent study in which college students were asked to sit quietly for 15 minutes, but given a button with which they could give themselves mild electrical shocks if they wanted, half started giving themselves shocks before the 15 minutes were up. Even a society that administers such studies is jarring, not to mention podcasts that tell us about them. So let's turn from such jangle to quiet and beauty. Hymn to the Night by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow I heard the trailing garments of the night sweep through her marble halls. I saw her sable skirts, all fringed with light from the celestial walls. I felt her presence by its spell of might stoop over me from above, the calm, majestic presence of the night as of the one I love. I heard the sounds of sorrow and delight, the manifold soft chimes that fill the haunted chambers of the night like some old poet's rhymes. From the cool cisterns of the midnight air, my spirit drank repose. The fountain of perpetual peace flows there, from those deep cisterns flows. O holy night, from thee I learned to bear what man has borne before. Thou layest thy finger on the lips of care, and they complain no more. Peace, peace. Orestes, like I breathe this prayer, descend with broad-winged flight, the welcome the thrice prayed for, the most fair, the best beloved night. One of the things I like about this poem is its lack of drama. The poet doesn't exaggerate his condition. He doesn't need to bear what no human has ever had to bear, but just the opposite. O holy night, from thee I learn to bear what man has borne before. Yes, others have gone through difficult times and come out on the other side, and so will I. Longfellow wrote him to the night at a time he was struggling, not only with the death of his first wife, but also with the death of his best friend and brother-in-law, and the death of his youngest sister, Ellen, at the age of 16. For the poem to be honest and thus efficacious, his difficulty can't be entirely excluded from it, or even minimized, 
And so the jarring note does come in in the opening line of the last stanza. Peace, peace, Orestes-like, I breathe this prayer. Orestes, having murdered his mother for her murder of his father, is pursued by the furies and prays for rescue. This is dramatic, but only for a moment in the poem, before it returns to the peace the night brings. And jarring as it is, as a teacher I like the inclusion of Orestes, because it affirms that the great tragic figures of ancient Greek drama do relate to all of us. Most of us, thank God, haven't murdered a parent or anyone else, but the spiritual sufferings of tragedy are the sufferings of us all. And just as others have come through such suffering, so will you. Let's listen to Hymn to the Night again. Hymn to the Night by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow I heard the trailing garments of the night sweep through her marble halls. I saw her sable skirts all fringed with light from the celestial walls. I felt her presence by the spell of might stoop o'er me from above. The calm, majestic presence of the night as of the one I love. I heard the sounds of sorrow and delight, the manifold soft chimes that fill the haunted chambers of the night like some old poet's rhymes. From the cool cisterns of the midnight air, my spirit drank repose. The fountain of perpetual peace flows there from those deep cisterns flows. O holy night, from thee I learned to bear what man has borne before. Thou layest thy finger on the lips of care, and they complain no more. Peace, peace, Orestus-like I breathe this prayer. Descend with broad-winged flight, the welcome, the thrice prayed for, the most fair, the best beloved night. I open today's episode dissing the commercials that come with football games, with the exception of the one with the cat. Let me take a moment now to speak positively of another, an ad for an upcoming movie called The Last Duel, not just because The Last Duel will be quite long in, being as it is a story of medieval romance and valor featuring a strong woman, but because the book on which it's based is written by my graduate school cubicle mate, Eric Jager. The Last Duel promises to be a terrific movie, directed by Ridley Scott and starring Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck, among others. I hope you'll go see it, wear your masks, and that you'll prepare for it by reading the book. And as always, I hope you'll listen again next week to the next episode of Fireside Poems and let your friends know about it so that they can join you and me by the fireside.